Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What are you drinking, Matt? Mate, okay, uh, I'm really sorry. This is really uninteresting, but I've gone for good old-fashioned English breakfast tea, uh, and it is Yorkshire tea, just to... Uh, <laughs> Just Absolutely. so you know, it is the superior one out of them all. Do you have sugar? No, no sugar, just a little bit of milk. Oh, and a little bit of milk. No a sugar, little a little bit, bit of milk. Oh, honestly, oh, mate, you, you give are. me milky tea, you need to get out. Honestly. <laughs> get in the bin. <laughs> get in the bin. I can't take it. No. Yeah, it's like literally, it's like, a, I think they call it a builder's tea. Yes. Right? Just literally yeah, a dash. Like... Oh, okay. Yeah. But so yeah, what are you drinking, buddy? Party. So I have made myself just presenting it to the screen. <laughs> Look <laughs> at that. An iced coffee, mate. I'm like a bloody barista. Look that at is, me go. That's straight out of a cafe, mate. That looks oh. amazing. Mm. Oh, I can hear the ice. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I got a real <laughs> got a real kind of feeling for how that tasted, how that felt. <laughs> Oh, that was an experience. A, what I love even more is because this is voice only, so this is going to be like ASMR, mate. Yeah. I, was, oh, yeah. I didn't know how I felt about that. Honestly, I felt a little bit aroused. Well, here we are, here we are, here we are. It's Iron Man 3 time. This is the, the third movie um, of the Tony Stark trilogy. Um, it's the last one. We don't really get an Iron Man 4, do we? No, no. Iron Man 4, mate. And we, we get, know we get plenty of Tony Stark after this, but like no Iron Man 4, um, no. which is sad because obviously, you know, I don't think we'll ever get an Iron Man 4 again. But... Tragic, tragic, tragic. Let's let's just go straight into it, buddy. Do you know what? I just I just give it to me. What's the summary of this movie? Let's go. Plagued with worry and insomnia since saving New York from destruction, Tony Stark now is more dependent on the suits that give him his Iron Man persona. So much so that every aspect of his life is affected, including his relationship with Pepper. After a malevolent enemy known as the Mandarin reduces his personal world to rubble, Tony must rely solely on instinct and ingenuity to avenge his losses and protect the people he loves. Fucking hell, man. How fucking word, how ridiculously wordy and overlong is that summary? That they clearly changed the person who wrote the summaries because that 
That's War and Peace, mate. That's really long. That is absolutely over the top. Who on earth thought that was? I, I, I do you know. What? I'll be honest. I phased out when you said Mandarin. Mm. Yeah, maybe because we had to reshoot it three times, but we won't <laughs> tell the listeners that. Um, it, but yes, that is. They need to know all of that. Like this is a su- a summary. Yeah, so I would have just started with the Mandarin. I would have just had that last little bit. Yeah. That's it. Don't need to know. Why would I need to worry about, you know, Tony Stark being dependent on his suits? Wow. Anyway, that's the anyway. summary. <laughs> We've taken, taken a grievance at the, at the summary. <laughs> so, what were your overall thoughts of this film, Matt? Um... Oh mate, okay. I I I enjoyed bits. I think there's more gripes than there are uh, pleasures of the movie for me. Um, uh yeah. It like again, it's just meh. It's meh. I don't. I remember feeling very meh about it when I watched it the first time. Oh, when did it come out, by the way, buddy? When did it come out? Just contextualize it in my brain. That's a very good. Twenty thirteen, May. The third, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. I was where flip was I? May twenty thirteen. Mm. I think I I I I got my first pro acting job tour that year. Oh yeah. And I just finished it, and I just went back home. I think by that point for a bit. But mm. I do I do I do remember being a bit meh about it. The plot seems a bit. <sighs> All over the place, really, and and I just kind of there are some characters I'm like I just I just can't get on board with really, um, but there are some really good moments. There's some really sweet moments. Um, yes, I see. I I completely agree. Where every every little word that's just come out of your beautiful little uh, lips, I was going to say that was far too intense. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, every little thing you've said, I agree with. I, except when I first saw it, I remember I I remember thinking, "Christ, this is really good." I I I thoroughly enjoyed it first time I saw it. However, seeing it this time, I honest to God, it was, it was like night and day. I loved mm. it the first time, and in this time, I thought, what on earth is... I, I can't really pinpoint what the issue is, so I'm, I'm wondering whether we go through this today, whether we deep dive, deep dive into Iron Man 3 a little bit more in a moment, and we'll quite try and figure out what that might be, but let's... we what you know If you are listening to us for the first time ever, and you're thinking, who the hell are these two guys and you're brand new to the Don't Be Here podcast, we are Matt and Forrest. Uh, we are going through every single MCU movie on from date of release, just so you know, just to contextualise that for you as well, from date of release. Uh, and we've just started today, kit phase two uh, with Iron Man 3. Um, and yeah, we go through the highlights. We're going to give you the best bits. And we're going to talk about our gripes, our favourite moments, favourite lines, favourite secondary characters we like to talk about as well. Um, and we'll hear from you uh, as we go through. Um, so let's just kick off, mate. There is one amazing moment that happens at the beginning of this movie, just after the voiceover that Iron Man starts with. It's when they go back to 1999 and it's a New Year's Eve party. Uh, you know, they're getting ready for 2K, you know, 2000. I remember distinctly uh, oh. when it was New Year's Eve 1999, I uh, was allowed to stay up 
I was only nine. And I was hiding at the behind the back of my parents' sofa because I thought the world was going to end. <laughs> I literally convinced myself that just everything was going to cease by the time it gets to 12 o'clock in the oh. year 2000. Uh, and it obviously didn't happen, thank God. Uh, but <laughs> I'm oh, being really scared. That's what it. we think in this universe. Yeah, I know. That. Oh, my did. God. Yeah, maybe somewhere else it did. Um, but we see... Who do we see, Forrest? <laughs> Many, Did you miss many him? people. Did you miss him? Miss who? Which one? Yinsen. Yes, Yinsen. Yinsen, I did see Yinsen. Our oh. favourite man. Harks oh. us back to the very first podcast for he us. Was, he was in the crowd. You see him? He was Yinsen. there. Yinsen. And who we get a surname for, for the first time. Yes, yes we, we do. A, we get a surname for uh, Hansen. Yep, Yinsen Hansen. Yin- Yinsen Hansen, I mean that is a that's one hell of a name, isn't it? Yinsen yeah. Hansen, Jesus Christ, sounds like a member of a band. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we yeah. see um, Yinsen Hansen, um, who I'm desperately trying to see his gorgeous face on this cast list. It's a not, it's a no shower. It was no shower. Miss at oh, that's interesting, uh, but yeah, he kind of there, so there's a big kind of uh, party that's happening for two K. Um, we have Iron Man who's talking to uh, a, a biologist uh, character as well that kind of fed th- feeds through again, starting as we means to go on. I can't remember her character name. I literally watched the movie about twenty minutes ago and I cannot remember. Um, <laughs> 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 he's having a little thing about with her and Ma- uh, Maya. You're on about Maya. Maya. Yeah, of course. Because I've I've messed up already, mate. We're both. We're, we're, <laughs> this is not going well. Jensen's not called Jensen Hansen. It's Maya Hansen. Oh my god! I I think he's interested because he's saying hello to Tony and ha- <laughs> and Hans Miss Hansen because it <laughs> it's Ho Jensen. Yinsen's his surname. It's not oh his god. Um, oh my god. Wow. <laughs> if this is the first episode you are listening to, I am so sorry it's not usually like this. <laughs> so, yes. Indeed. Equally, to be honest, it is a bit of a mess, but that's why it's so you know, endearing for us, I suppose. There is a um, hell of a lot of characters in this film. I will give it to you. Maya. So, Maya. Hansen, who's who uh, Tony starts getting a little bit friendly with, uh, or trying to, he's absolutely paralytic in here at this party. He is. Um, he's he's loving life. And um and then and and also um it's at this moment where I so I I've had to I've got to confess I watched it uh, again obviously and then it is yet again suffers from being an incredibly long film. Mm. It is, isn't it? Two and a half. I, pretty much two and a half hour film it is a very long solo super doesn't need film. to be that long doesn't need to be that long but we you know we do get to see happy as well happy with a bit of a goatee and a and some long hair looks dapper i love, I love it. it looks he, so uh, good touches a plant and yeah, plant, he does which is basically the um plot isn't it the whole plot um which i well, i didn't miss the plant i got the plant bit what I missed was the the science. So Maya, they look at a little screen and they're talking about how um, they found something where it will ignite the brain into fixing issues with the body, right? Yeah. So we see yeah. the we see the brain on a screen and the effect. 
um, that this has uh, on the brain, and and it and it's um, and it fixes the the rest of the body. And then obviously this plant has it, and um, Happy touches it, and the next thing we know, it causes it to basically explode, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it does. And um, it, it, it's it's what what I quite. This is the one thing I enjoy. <laughs> I say the one thing. It's not the one thing. I'm being harsh. Uh, one of the main things I enjoy about this plot is that it kind of reflects quite nicely about uh, what happened really with Tony Stark in terms of the treatment of the government interfering with his tech. Is that this plot defines that there is a real kind of uh philanthropic kind of means to this kind of regenerative regeneration uh, uh uh science uh you know based around kind of the means of healing people and then using it for the right causes and it obviously got into the wrong hands and it's got into the government's hands as well and then they find a way to weaponize this as well um so it kind of there you've got those kind of threads and i think Potts has a line as well later on in the film where she kind of like, yeah, that's the same thing that happened to Tony. Uh, we've been mm. there before. Um, so there's, there is that nice kind of like um, juxtaposition. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's some, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we also have, um, I've, I've got to say probably the strangest transition of a character. Uh, so Aldrich Killian Guy Pierce. Uh, incredibly, you know, successful actor, great, yeah. great character. Um, I, I question quite why he had to turn into a beautiful man. It th- this it, that is literally the second comment I've got on here, mate. Is that <clears throat> in 1999 they make him this kind of like you know geek with with ailments. He can't really walk very well. They've given this kind of weird like Richard the Third vibe. And and then all of a sudden, yeah, when it goes into present day, he's he's a really strapping, you know, well, you know, well strung, suited and booted dude. And I know that's probably just to show the fact that he's used this, you know, regenerative uh, dose. Mm. This that he's used the science for his own kind of, uh, you know, means, which mm. I get. But I just think that the way they went so far. With the geekiness, with the, the the deliberately making him look, you know, yeah, vile, it, but it, it, there was just wasn't needed, wasn't needed. It's, it's a complete personality change. Oh, hundred percent. You know, it, it's not just a look. Like it, it, it's one thing to give him a new look, and then, but he's exactly the same quirky guy at the beginning. He's he's a completely different guy, person. He's mm. completely different. Uh, I just don't. I didn't understand that. It, it, it introduced nothing. Uh, how it what? Just so they could do him like mouldy looking like he's chatting up Pepper. Like it just made it. That's it didn't so contribute true. anything. Like so. Yeah, I was. I didn't really. Definitely first gripe was, or not even. A, I don't think it's a gripe. Just a bit confused by it. To be honest. Yeah. Well, you, as you say, like it's this this form of regeneration that they use it it physically does something but it doesn't change a personality so at least it's not meant to do you know what i mean i I don't think it's meant to um so that choice was a bit interesting i just don't know if there was any other way of them doing it not as extreme as they did maybe Mm. i don't know um but uh you know one thing i noticed as well is that actually iron man 3 set during the christmas period isn't it 
it is and we we get that straight away with some lovely little christmas music first time we see tony in the present day we do but do you know as well the other uh mcu movie third mcu movie that is set around the holiday season recently come out oh are we including tv series because obviously no, Haw- Hawkeye. Hawkeye is, but Hawkeye, yeah. I well, Spider-Man is kind of set around the holiday season, isn't it? Yes. It definitely finishes at Christmas, doesn't it? Yes. At Christmas time. I I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I'm 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 absolutely reaching here, but I wonder whether that's just done deliberately as another kind of little nod to Tony Stark and just setting trilogies around the holiday period. I don't know. They they certainly don't like they, they certainly like the Christmas holidays. They do, don't they? Um yes. Yes, uh, yeah. It was it was a nice element. I, I one of the things I did note was that it kind of feels like it. It has the Die Hard effect. It's set at Christmas, but in no way, shape, or form is this a Christmas movie. Oh, hundred percent. So, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely Die Hard effect of like, oh, we'll include songs. There'll be some pretty lights yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, which always always begs the question, like you say, what? Why do it then? What, like, yeah. Why is why set it like what is the you know what what is the reason for setting it at Christmas? Um, I think like you say you could be could be right. There might be some other things that they want to achieve in the long term, um, or is it um, is it merely um, timeline? So this is supposed to be six to seven months, I believe, after the event, the events in New York. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, they've got to think about how the year would be spread out. Right. Big time. And, and yeah, as we kind of like move on to sort of the first opening of the movie, um, we see Iron Man in his Malibu house. He's building, he's building, he's building, he's building all these different um, Iron Man suits. I think it got to a point, there's a little shot when he sees... Uh, pepper back home and i think he's got up to like mark 42 or something like that like it's mm. it's ma- like he's clearly uh been massively affected by what happened in new york and he's kind of showing signs of like ptsd trauma anxiety he's having a real anxiety issue as well in the movie that's something i quite like um it really you know seeing uh, you know a, a effectively a superhero going through anxiety issues is is something that's quite uh, relatable in terms of an audience going, oh my god, that humanizes Iron Man and Tony Stark quite nicely. Um, so I did enjoy that thread. I but think, I th- yeah, yeah. I, uh, sorry, only th- I, I think I would. I completely agree. I think I would have liked it with a different superhero, Tony yeah, Stark. Maybe. If we you go back to the to- uh, Iron Man and Iron Man Two, so we're already dealing with someone who had shrapnel put in his, you know, put in his chest from in the first film so he was adjusting to the fact that he's you know not 100% like human so to speak in the first film then the second film he's dying because of what's in his body um and and it, it kind of feels to me like it's kind of like every film he's got another reason to be like of course he'd be dealing with anxiety and I'm pretty sure he would have been dealing with anxiety when he thought he was dying so mm. I don't, I just feel like actually I would have preferred the mental health as aspect to have come via another 
superhero that we wouldn't expect maybe this is the thing it, it, in in the comics his kind of biggest ailment is is his alcoholism and it is never explored and i i wonder whether that's been done deliberately that's as sad. a as yeah. a robert downey jr thing saying yeah. uh we we're not exploring that because that's a bit too close to home yes and i, I would 100 percent um say that was the situation especially yeah. like and it, and it kind of looks like he, they semi-explore it like for instance Iron Man 2 when he's got that party and he's hideously drunk beginning yeah, of this yeah. film he's he's that paralytic uh, at the party mm-hmm. so they semi-explore it without ever innate, like hitting it on the head uh, and I would I, I would agree in the sense that I wonder whether RDJ uh, agreed to um, explore it to a certain mm-hmm. extent yeah so we go uh, into uh, stark industries Potts is still running the place now happy is working for Potts as well and Potts is um uh, happy is kind of like trying to get everybody to wear lanyards he put up a sign in the toilet and no one's read the memo uh so nobody's doing that so he's walking around barking orders and he's received all kinds of complaints apparently the complaint system went up by 300 percent according to Potts, Potts um which is all due to happy's involvement um, but we do have uh, Killian, Killian Aldrich uh, coming. Is it Aldrich, isn't it? Aldrich, yeah. Aldrich, yeah. So he comes into uh, Stark Industries to pitch his new kind of tech called Extremis in where he kind of clips something behind the back of his ear and you can see this kind of like holographic of his brain in a live feed, in a live stream. And then he's talking about effectively this... This uh, He tries to tease, doesn't he, the... Um, the, the main reason why he's using Extremis to sort of like heal and build as well. Mm. Yes, and we get uh, very, we get happy uh, trying to use uh, an iPad uh, with Tony and he's uh, facing the wrong way and all, all sorts of stuff. I, I do, I feel like they absolutely was a bit of shoehorning happy in. Yeah, like it, yeah. it was a, a bit, a bit like it, we've gone from first phase of like little bits of happy. Like there's a reason for him to be. Like I feel like he was quite shoehorned into this. Yeah, um, and and given a majorly big part in that five minutes, and and you're actually like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, would we really see? Yeah, would, would happy really be such a big figure in Stark yeah. Industries? I'm like, that, that, that's I that. agree. Um, I feel like we could have. I feel like Tony could have found out about Aldrich speaking to Pepper in a completely different way. If you're Tony, Tony Stark, right? <laughs> and this goes back to uh, the first Iron Man film, when you might remember, Matt, we had a big discussion about CCTV cameras. Yeah. And uh, I was saying absolutely wouldn't have a CCTV camera in a cave. Well, I would also say, actually, Tony Stark would have a million CCTV cameras in Stark Industries. So he would be able to see all of this anyway. Absolutely. He'd be able to see that. He'd be so, able to, whether he's threatened by that or not. But like, yeah, totally. So I was a bit, yeah, I, I was a bit like, yeah, um, okay. All right, we'll, we'll get happy in there. That's fine. Um, so we kind of move into uh, the Malibu house. We kind of jumped forward a little bit, but like, um, 
just to mention about the Malibu house, I flipping love that Malibu house. Obviously, it was first shown in Iron Man 2, but I remember in this movie getting there was a Lego set of the Malibu mouse, uh, mouse house. house. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, yeah, a Lego set, a little kind of like smallish Lego set that you could get. Uh, and I, I remember getting it, and I remember because this is at the time, I think I was working at Lego at the time. I remember getting it and it was one of the first Lego sets I bought for the very first time for a long time and build, building that with real kind of like, oh, flipping love, Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. And I had the mask <laughs> on and everything and ne- nerding out. And it was, uh, yeah, I can't believe I've just mentioned that on a podcast now because now I'm slightly embarrassed because I do actually remember doing it and thinking, yeah, I'm going to put my Iron Man mask on. I'm going to watch the movies such a dork i was living in stratford i was paying through the nose for a room working room i'm just i've just but mate did you see that i just fell back into that kind of lifestyle like i was tired i felt like i'd just gone for a marvel flashback just then mate whoa i was, that I was heavy i just encountered them you shouldn't be ashamed of that though mate that sounds is it is it lame incredible. I don't think that? it's lame. I think it's an incredible that's an incredible feat to definitely, you know, definitely 23 at the time so anyone anyone who accomplishes Lego, I think hats off to you. Like, like is... I'd, I'd I'd put my Lego on the little displays and stuff, and and just like yeah, I remember putting it on the shelf next to my bed, amongst yes. others. Yes. <laughs> please, if you if you're listening right and you've got Lego, please just tell me. Don't make me feel like I'm alone in this. <laughs> It's the love of God. Oh, I know there's adult fans of Lego, but like you know, that's that's all right, isn't it? It's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. I mean, it's definitely the weirdest thing you could be <laughs> you could be interested in. Um, I think we should go straight to the Mandarin's arrival. I think we should. So I really like the clips of the Mandarin. So yeah. how we first see it on the on the film on the TV. I love any all of the scenes. With the Mandarin on the TV, absolutely love. I love it. I really like the president thing. I like all all of the different uh, clips. I think it's really cool. Um, I think they've tapped in quite interestingly and bravely of Marvel because it's a very on the nose terrorist. You know this like. Uh, we're not a million miles, or certainly back then we weren't a million miles away from that type of stuff going on in the world. Maybe, you know, people didn't quite have the tools to take over every American TV uh, in America, but um, certainly the tactics explore within the videos and mm-hmm. Adam and I thought, yep, spot on, really good. Um, then we meet the Mandarin. We do. Thoughts? Um, I I don't know. I, I I think I would have preferred Mandarin to have been the villain of the film and for it to be a little bit more um, linear. I, 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 Aldrich, I kind of liked, but I did... I, it all just felt a bit like... Um, uh, a bit overstretched. Too many characters in the film in general, but all the villains seem to be like you got Aldrich, then you got then then you had um oh uh then you had Maya, um mm-hmm. then you had 
the the Mandarin. It, it was just too many. Like I want just one solid villain that's really got a lot of like a lot of strength to them. Uh, and yeah, I would have preferred the Mandarin to have been actually the Mandarin. Absolutely agree with you here. I think there was there were one too many kind of like villain characters. And again, I think I can't, I think I don't know whether you fall. This is where. Iron Man 2 fell far off as well. So they've kind of repeated themselves a little bit in this movie. But um, I now I, I vividly remember when ben, ben Kingsley was cast as the Mandarin in this and then the trailer came out and then you saw on the Mandarin within the video package that they presented in the movie, uh, not as Trevor Slattery. Um, and I thought, oh my God, he's going to be such a good villain. It's going to be brilliant. I thought interesting casting because... It's through the the origins of what Mandarin is in, in the MCU is of a of a different ethnicity, of a different culture, and a different representation. And I thought, okay, again, back then, that kind of it was there. I thought about it, but it wasn't that wasn't the main issue. I that they I don't think I'd be able to get away with it now. I think no, that's what no, I'm no. trying to say. I don't think they'd be able, yeah. if they were to do Iron Man three now, it wouldn't be appropriate for them to do something like that. But no. Equally, I was very excited for Ben Kingsley to be a villain. And when it was revealed that it's not, it's just an actor uh, uh, going, uh, going under the name of Trevor Slattery, I was like, oh, oh, really? Oh, and I was really annoyed about that first because I was like, there's no, because then all of a sudden the threat, the threat is gone in the movie because mm. I thought the main threat was this uh, terrorist, right? But yeah, yeah. no, the main threat is this one guy who's got lots of money, who's weaponized a bit of tech. And I'm like, oh, okay, but we saw, we literally saw that movie in Iron Man 2. Yeah, yeah, we literally yeah. saw somebody, you know, weaponizing tech and using it, uh, you know, for his own means. That literally was the first thing. And I don't know whether it's done deliberately. I don't know whether it's just be kind of, you know, Iron Man taking on human characters and he mm. dealt with an alien in Avengers and couldn't deal with it. I don't know. It just it kind of took away it took away the villain aspect for me. Yeah, it, it was far. Yeah, it it just didn't make sense to do that, and really, yeah, I really struggled with. It made the film a lot longer if you didn't have any of those. See, like if you got rid of all of Alder Richard's scenes and just had the Mandarin, right? It would be it would be one hell of a film because it would be much shorter to the mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Great, great villain. Which, like, like I said, it obviously not with Ben Kingsley. As you, you, you rightly pointed out. I think if you'd have had another actor, it would have been very on the nose about <clears throat> um, terrorism and what was going on in mm. the world. Um, yeah. But actually, you could have, you might, you could have got a message out of that or something. You could have done if it was a completely different film. Um, so yeah, I've I've did feel and it and even the scene where we find out he's an actor and it Ben Kingsley's introduced, um well he's not introduced, but yeah, the character of or Slapper, whatever his name is. What's his name? You said it you said it correctly about four minutes ago. What the Who? <laughs> the Mandarin <laughs> the Mandarin's real name. Kevin Slattery, mate. Slattery, not slappery. Slattery, that's it. <laughs> what? Um, slappery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slattery. And um, yeah, I think he's so into. I don't know. It's just a bit lazy. It felt quite late, and and also, 
like he had um, when they introduce him, uh, he's got like these ladies with like belly and clothes on yeah. and all that stuff, and it kind of feel. It, I I I tell you what, Iron Man as Iron Man as a trilogy feels like it didn't really progress. I think no. I I I was I wonder whether it would have been more successful if it threaded through more of a, of what happened after the Avengers going through that kind of PTSD, but then also having an alien threat still hanging in the balance, something else that lingered from the from the attacks on New York, because those stories of what happens after New York are told in Agent Carter, it's told in Agents of Shield, it's told even in the first Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, right? So, mm. like, you couldn't. There, there, there are ways that you really actually could have explained that, and I obviously they're choosing wisely with what they wanted to do with that. But I think there was another way of telling a story for the third Iron Man, um, and it, it wasn't this because it was basically carbon copy of the second one. Really, and, and let's be honest, but like they they mucked up in film one getting rid of Obadiah. If they if if the character of Obadiah had have survived Iron Man one, if he came back for the third one, we would have had. Well, he should have been in all three. He should have been the enemy in all three because oh, you yeah. absolutely could have made that an off and on again, you know, villain for three films, and that would have been your. And then by maybe by by the third film, we find out, um, you know, that he he's in cahoots with the Shatari, aka Thanos. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. More, more, more yeah. I talk about it, the more devastated I am about the film. It's, honest, you genuinely but. sound a little bit hurt by it, buddy. I know. I, I just can't. I think it's I'm more disappointed because I remember seeing this when I was younger and being like really happy, like obsessed by it. But now mm. we've looked at it. I think because now we're watching all of the films, I'm comparing it to the other films, and you're like, actually, this is just not. This is not stacked up as a good no. Marvel film at all. It, do you know what it did um, at the point of its when it came out in the first week of box sales? I think it's box office sales, box sales, box office sales. I think it was the sixth largest grossing movie of all time at that at that point, right? Mm. So it clearly did its job in yeah, terms of yeah. making money. 
I wonder whether it was just a cash grab to help fund phase two and phase three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were just all kinds of issues. But just going back to the plot, so so we we see Killian uh, Aldrich and uh, the Mandarin are working together. Okay, so he's kind of employed this actor to be uh, portrayed as this terrorist threat uh, to deflect kind of uh, the attention off of Killian Aldridge so we can weaponize this um, uh, this, te- this 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 science, this tech. Um, and he's then weaponizing um, veterans, soldier we- veterans to then be used against the cause that, that haven't been given the, the right health care. That again, it goes into a very political kind of um, lens through this, through, through the terrorism, through the, through the poor treatment of the uh, soldiers that were in Afghanistan uh, if, of that kind of generation coming back to uh, home and not getting the right treatment and not getting the right pay that they deserved. Uh, so they get all those kind of uh, those soldiers, they weaponize them, they're given this tech, then they kind of radiate almost kind of like this weird kind of 3000 cent, you know, degrees radiation and then they weaponize them and then they basically there's there was a terrorist attack that happened at the chinese theater where happy was as well and who got caught up in the middle of that and that's kind of what really gave tiny start the impetus to kind of go right no this is personal now it's me and the mandarin um up until that moment really when he when tony stark does that kind of like uh press talk with all the reports around him i was like okay this is it this is when it's going to get juicy. This is when it's going to be really good. It's going to, oh, he's, yeah. he's an angry man. He's going to, he's going to oh, get his great. revenge. It's going to be really, you know, it will be like Tom Holland kicking the crap out of Green, Green Goblin. You know, yeah, yeah. that, that oh. bit, like that. So we, yeah, we get, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you get the press conference. He gives his address out oh. in front of all the media. And you're like, oh, God, it's about to get really spicy up yeah. in here. And but he, so it's, Oh, but it gets but no yeah but it gets threaded though doesn't it, it gets threaded right and paced right because then what happens next is then the terrorists they they obviously go to his address and they destroy the malibu uh, apartment um and the uh, jarvis helps iron man out from he was about to drown with the malibu apartment uh, you know above him um being submerged and then he's alone in the in the middle of nowhere uh in in the snow he's kind of had to he's he's been traveled in at the jarvis is basically traveled him as far away as possible and now he's stuck with nothing but a broken iron man suit and i was like oh my god this is you know if i'm thinking kind of like obviously i knew what was going to happen but like as a story lens that that really works you're like okay so they're they're we're winding this out all we need to see next is mandarin do more bad stuff yeah to make it more personal to get pots to do to do you know do, do all that kind of thing you know i'm forgetting about killing aldridge but like you say forrest Iron Man, I need to talk about the Harley moment in the, by itself, but like Iron Man does go to uh, the Mandarin's apartment, finds him to then to be Kevin Slattery. Then it just, from that moment, and I, you know, from that moment, I was out. Yeah. That was it. I was like, oh, I'm done. No, no, mm. there's no real villain now. That story's now not going to work. And the main antagonist is Killian Aldridge in this movie. Yeah. But go, going back to kind of... Um, the investigation part where I'm as trying to find the uh, veteran's wife, I think, uh, or mother, I think, um, yes. to talk about in the bar before then Tony Stark comes into contact with a character called Harley, a little boy uh, who little... I think he is my favorite secondary character in this movie. He's it's, so it's, good. It turns all like home alone, doesn't it? 
really. Mm. That's the best way I can describe it. Is he's still kid? He might, yeah, you know. I've, I've put down Uncle Buck. Have you seen Uncle Buck? Uncle Buck, no. Uncle Buck's really good eighties movie, but it's got it's like you say, it's got that kind of um, that charm to it, and he's really funny. And they have this kind of, it's almost like Tom Holland. Uh, say Tom, it's almost like Peter Parker and Tony Stark yes. relationship when it starts. Yeah. Um, but like you know, he's a clever boy. He knows what he's talking about. He helps Iron Man get his back on his feet. Um, and then it kind of, it's left there in that nice little moment. It's kind of like five, 10 minutes of screen time with them, but maybe not even that, you know. I wonder, now you mentioned it, in the comics, I'd like our hardcore fans to answer this, um, is, so number one, is Harley in the comics? Does the kid ever appear? Number two, if so, Coming from what you've just said about Peter Parker, is there a longer thread where Harley and Iron Man's relationship causes Tony Stark to have a very similar relationship with Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. Because up to because if you think about it, Tony Stark as a per, as an individual, there is no reason for him to get on with Peter Parker. Right, no. Yeah, yeah, like he's not. We don't know Tony to be in like get on with, you know, young young people. We don't we don't know for Tony Stark be certainly not being a father figure. He didn't get on with Captain America, who you could argue is quite similar. Uh, he's, so there's no reason at all, really. So it would be really lovely if actually it was written in, you know, because of his relationship with with Harley. He is now a character in comics, and and I I, I don't fact check me on this, but like um, I think I think it's as an influence of the movie. So okay. so he did the movie. Harley was introduced in Iron Man three, and then became so a comic. he was a bit in the comics. So if he's only been introduced post film, yeah, then that would mean that in the comics he would have already met Peter Parker. So it yeah. won't be a direct... Inv- yeah, yeah. But that kind of... Did you know what I mean, though? Or am I yeah, talking about... But it kind of... 100%. Because to me, it never really... Peter Parker and Tony Stark, it wouldn't make... It doesn't make any sense for them not to get on. But likewise, for them to get on as much as they do and for Tony to be quite a father figure, it never quite, quite makes sense with the mm. character of Tony who's so self-indulgent. Um, yeah. But then again, maybe once we get to Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah, find out um, a little bit more. I can find out. I can have another look at that. But yeah, so we, uh, you know, Trevor Slattery is revealed, um, and then we kind of go all guns blazing towards Killian Aldridge. Yes, so we kind of move on in the plot a little bit with Killian Aldridge, then getting up to no to no good. Um, Again, weaponized. We've got these kind of two kind of lackeys, effectively. So we've got a female lackey and a male lackey. Uh, the female lackey has a terrible wig on, and the male lackey looks like uh, Wentworth Miller. Uh, I don't know if you know the actor Wentworth Miller from Prison Break, Forest, Ooh, but um, yes. yeah, literally identical to him. Um, and they're the, the kind of like it's a weird like Terminator kind of vibe where they're just trying to take out Iron Man a few times, and we have this kind of plane scene, don't we? Yes. Yeah. It's... So in the pl- in in the plane scene, we've got the government um, 
sort of they're they're taking they're, they're kind of they interfere don't they with the government's uh cargo uh and then they try they literally take out a pl- like two i think there's two planes isn't there is it just one just one because the second one is feet uh is when we go to air force during a that's right video. that's right that's um, right but the set yeah the second one and we're like lots of people die don't they and the plane gets ripped to shreds i thought yeah, yeah. that was quite an impressive scene and quite a dark scene it is a, quite dark a superhero Again, film i was like a bit close, isn't it? Um, they uh, what I don't understand though, and what I don't go, I don't buy it is the 13 people that fall out of that plane that are, and then they have to kind of like oh, monkey God. barrel them together, as Iron Man says, like trying to <laughs> some weird, yeah, again, why do we need to watch moment. the whole thing unfold? Like, this is yeah. again another reason it's a two and a half hour film just wrap it up mate i got the yeah. idea at number three and then you see all 13 being picked up and then... also if you're just des- if you're descending at that rate you're gonna pass out yeah. do you know what i mean you'll be you'll be passed out by the time you get to you know get to you're a certain... certainly certainly not gonna have the strength to hold someone's like no. you know, grab someone's hand or it's i just don't know what that moment was meant to represent or why it was needed i mean fine but like it happened they you, you got that moment but like it, mate we haven't even mentioned roads yet no. um there is a there's a whole side plot with roads now becoming uh the iron patriot not war machine yeah. and he's been branded differently and he's being used during this to sort of uh, as from a government's perspective, to take down Killian Aldrich and, and, and the terrorist threat of the Mandarin. But this is what we're talking about. Too many threads in this film. I know. Like, well, that that was such a minute point because there was about twenty other threads in the film at the same time. It's it's bizarre. I don't know why they needed to cram so much in, mm. but then again, not cram a lot in. It's no. like a lot. A lot was crammed in, but none of it of actual substance. Literally. But, very so, but they they get they get they get hold of his Iron Patriot suit, don't they? And they weaponize that and they use it against him, uh, particularly in the in the in the plane scene as well. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so then after that, it kind of it kind of just threads through kind of all the way straight to the end. I mean, uh, Trevor Flattery kind of helps them out, gives them a little bit of information through a little bit of interrogation through by Rhodes being there as well. Um, but we kind of get to this kind of main kind of like cargo hangar scene, don't we? Mm. Now, again, I just didn't, I just didn't like how it was kind of moving. I wait, I wait, no, 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 I can't, I've skipped forward, I've skipped forward. There was another bit, there's another bit where um, Tony Stark gets captured, doesn't he? He gets captured. Tony Stark does get captured. And oh, he's geez, hanging I'm flying there. through, sorry. And um and you but yeah, get but it's not a not a big moment because it's yet another withdrawn oh, okay, Tony's gonna stay there, but he's absolutely gonna get out of the situation. Oh, we have to see in real time his his suit come to him. Harley has to open you know, a shed because it is blocked. The the you know the the mark is is blocked from from coming and arriving, and it's it's just all ultra long scenes. Mm-hmm. Why on earth we need? But yes, he gets yeah he does he does he gets get captured. captured. Potts is also captured as well at the same time. Um, yeah. they're weaponizing her. They're putting this kind of um this this uh 
I don't know what radiation juice in her. It's called. Is it called extremis? I don't know if it's actually. Yes. I don't yes, know. If the, it, it is, that's what that is, is, isn't extremis. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're putting the extremis in her, and um, well, she effectively becomes a superhero for a moment, doesn't she? At the end. Yeah. But but they yeah. So Tony Stark kind of um, has an altercation with Aldrich. Rhodes gets him out. Yes. Rhodes gets him out. Um, and then it goes to kind of the, the the final act of 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 the movie. Now, like like what we've been saying, from that point we then don't hear anything about the Mandarin. That the moment, and this is why I get really annoyed about the, the whole Trevor Slattery situation, is that once Trevor Slattery is revealed and he gives the information that he is, he's then turned into the authorities, and then that's the last thing you see of him until a little cut at the end. There's then all of a sudden that all of that that hype that build up around this really big threat. Okay, yes, we're going we, in in Avengers. We had alien level, right? That is humanitarian kind of like big kind of like world ending kind of level stuff there mm-hmm. that needs that needs the Avengers. That's the stakes that you need, right? Terrorism threat. Would I say I would say that's the next thing underneath it that kind of would impact. You know, loads and loads of people, load, you know, have a huge impact on the world and, and civilization, humanitarian issues as well. Right. Great. Go with that because that's the next big thing. Mm. But they didn't. They didn't. They kind of dropped that because it was all a hoax. Yeah. And then just went with this kind of extremist thing. And, and I just didn't. The relationship, the fact that Killian Aldridge was driven by this kind of revenge just because 13 years ago he said, nah. I'm good, mate. I don't want to partner with you on this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And go and it, and that's it. That's literally it. Being turned down once yeah, by yeah, Tony yeah. Stark to then 13 years later to go, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to take my revenge on him now. Yeah. And and go that far. It's, it, it's, a, it's a very strange... It's very strange. It's very strange. It's um yes I I, th- I think that that is that would be my two major plot words that are just very strange um we but we do we end up on the uh, on the cargo on the ship um for what is what I would say arguably is a, is a great um great little uh, action scene well, yeah. a little action scene there, so there's good moments yeah there's good moments with again. all the Iron Man suits and stuff yeah very long. Very long scene, yet again. All of these scenes are just incredibly weird, like drawn out. Yeah. Um, but very good. Um, I uh, quite, I really like uh, when Mark Forty Two comes. Uh, Tony Stark refers to it as the Prodigal Son, um, and then it destroys itself. So he yeah. gets really excited about Mark Forty Two. But all of the different Marks turning up, and you know, and because I, I, that's another bit that makes me laugh. So when we first get a view of the ship, right, and I think him and Rhodes are together and they're like sheltering away from all of these different, you know, agents. Um, and we get a first look and what, there's probably about no more than 10, 10, 20 different agents on that ship, right? Yeah. Yet we get what? We get, well, we must get nearly like more than 40 different suits turn up yeah. and apparently suddenly they're busy for about 20 minutes. So I'm like... We've seen we've seen no more than twenty agents, and now there's forty suits on the ship, and they've they've been busy for the last twenty minutes. They can't possibly help Tony out or or kill Aldrich because they're dealing with apparently apparently about five hundred different 
agents on the shit. Oh, where are all these people coming from for all of these suits? To... Very weird. It's so true. That's so yeah. true. But we, we get this kind of big kind of fight, don't we, with Killian Aldrich and Iron Man. Um, the iron suits are there. There's a really lovely moment, just that moment where Iron Man kind of like he ducks back and then he kind of like throws the iron, iron, iron suit, Iron Man suit, one of the marks, onto Killian Aldrich so that he kind of implodes within the suit, which I think is mm. pretty cool. And then he dives off and then through Tony Stark's descent, an Iron Man suit, he then dives into himself as well. I just thought that was a really cool moment. I think it was really yeah. cool to see him do that. Uh, and um, that doesn't finish off Aldrich, which I thought was quite cool. I thought it was quite yeah. nice to go, okay, that wasn't the end of that. That's cool. Um, and then he peers through the fire. But then Pepper Potts turns up and whoops ass. Like she comes in and, and absolutely decks him um, and and basically saves Tony Stark because Tony was down on, on everything. He couldn't, you know, there wasn't really much for him to do. His suit wasn't working. All of the kind of stuff that he's obsessing over since, uh, you know, to get him, get his mind off New York. It doesn't really work with these Mark suits, but mm. Potts just absolutely takes it on. Uh, you know, she's now got this kind of superhero kind of vibe to her. She does it. She does the classic Iron Man stance and looks up and, you know, I really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, and because what I also love is it after that it takes all but five minutes to remove the extremists from Pepper. So Pepper instantly fixed, oh, completely right? cute, yeah, completely. And 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 it, then I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. So in the last hour of the film, why 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 was there not um why was there not a focus on removing extremists from people? Rather than worrying about Aldrich, I, 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 I just didn't. I just didn't like the fact that she was using this extremist power against him. All right, and I know that's probably the whole point, but I would have preferred her putting back on an Iron, Iron Man suit mm. and kicking him that way and getting rid of him that way. It's just that I just there was just kind of and there's this kind of like the fact she's she's barely wearing anything and Tony Stark makes that comment as well. I'm like. I, I don't know what the point of that is, and I don't I don't know if it's I don't think it's needed. I think it would have worked better for her character to thread through this kind of tease moment of going, oh my god, she could be a female Iron Man, you know, she could yeah. be, you know, you know, she could take on that Iron Heart kind of role, maybe. But like, and that was always teased, and obviously it go it threads through to later movies. But that could have been another opportunity to go, or maybe she had her own suit. Like, wouldn't yeah. it have been awesome if Tony Stark just went, oh, my God, dun, 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 he calls in her own suit and yeah, she yeah. she's wearing her suit and she absolutely decks him like that. Like, that would have been cool. But instead, we just got, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, mate. This whole movie, just I'm now realising was really problematic. <laughs> yeah. It, um, yes. Yeah, but he does do, uh, so after all of this, culminates into Tony Stark uh, enacting the clean slate protocol, yeah. which is where we see Jarvis uh, exploding all of the different marks, all of the uh, the different armor uh, that Tony Stark has spent forever and a day making, um, which yet again is not really symbolic of anything. Bearing in mind, we see <laughs> Tony Stark in many films after this in many an outfit. 
So I'm, not, I'm yeah. not, re- not really quite sure what the, what the clean slate is. It would have been far more better to do that when he last ever appears in the MCU and him for a go to go, right, okay, you know, this is the end now, I'm going to move on, rather than his clean slate, oh, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Film even finishes, Iron Man will be back. Well, okay, and well, well, what was all that slate? money, all that money, he just blew up. Like, it must have cost him at least a couple of million each suit, right? So yeah, yeah. that's that's one reckless thing that Tony Stark feels like he's okay to do. All right, fair enough. Uh, taxpayers' money, mate. Jesus. I don't know. Who knows? Honestly, um, mate. Cost of living crisis. I've got a theory, though, mate. I've got a theory about this whole clean slate protocol. Now, would you like to hear it? I would love to hear your thing. Okay, so picture this. So we have the clean slate protocol. All of his suits are blown up mm. bar one one suit is instructed to not self-destruct but to fly all the way over to where the little harley is living right and i i like the idea of along with the fact that stark does kit him up at the end of the movie we see his kind of shed be turned into kind of like an awesome laboratory Um, which is quite exciting. It's quite, you know, you go, oh, what's going to happen there? But I would like to see maybe around the corner is an Iron Man suit that he's left him and he could then use that later on Mm. to become another, to become an Iron Man of some sort. I don't know. I just, maybe just, you know, teasing that. Little baby Iron Man. Little 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 baby Iron Man. Iron Boy. I, I wonder I wonder whether there's legs in the, you know, and another you know potential mini series with Harley and we see this relationship between Harley and Iron Man between Iron Man mm. three and two Endgame to kind of because there must be he must be kind of keeping tabs with him the same way that he kept tabs with Peter Parker you know I don't think mm. that kind of connection he, they said we're connected right that's a line in the movie we're connected they must have kept that through. Mm. Master. I like it. But I, yeah. I, I want to push it even more and go, right? Forget about Peter Parker now. Let's get Miles Morales in. Oh. And then let's have Miles and Harley, mate. Oh, that'd be cool. Because it's like brand new generation. Mm. Brand, brand, brand new generation. Tom Holland is, you know, he's young, but he's still going up with the, with the cool kids of you know, Captain America, Iron Man. So let's bring the new, new generation in. Let's have a bit of Miles, who I've been desperately waiting for in Marvel films uh, to show up, uh, Mr. Miles. Um, but yes. Yeah. I think, and so the only time we see Harley back is at the end of Endgame, you know, um, which is part of that shot. But like, and that, that he, it's really funny. <laughs> he was the, 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 the character that everybody goes, oh my God, it's, it's who is that guy <laughs> like um but it is harley it's definitely harley it's the same actor that's in it but they i think they've got a story to tell between the time of him being the young boy that he was when he met tony stark to being the guy that he was when he saw tony stark at his funeral you know um i i i yeah i wonder if there's legs in that but like there we see as well so Potts gets healed tony Starks decides to have a literal clean slate and get this shrapnel out of his heart so he doesn't mm. need to have that thing in his chest anymore um which he successfully does but why well, did he have to wait till that moment he, who knows mate who knows because because up to that point it was going so well when it was killing him off so yeah 
Oh, uh, yeah, it's the second movie. Was, exactly. Our reactors were really positive for him, so why on earth, you know, why on earth not wait that long? Um, yeah. It, Strange choice. I, I, you, you know, you would have done that first thing, right? Oh, I've got a bit of shrapnel in me. Yeah, I should probably take that out. Yeah. I should probably get out. My, it, honestly, it was like Marvel went, oh, right, got a kickstart, second phase. Okay, guys. Uh, all right, Phil, what's your fantasy? Iron Man did well. Very true, Phil. Very true. Uh, let's make an Iron Man 3. Ideas. Uh, ideas. Ideas for an Iron Man film. Oh, ideas. Ideas. Oh, we like Justin Hammer. He was good. Yeah, maybe maybe we could have someone else who owns a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about what about Mandarin? Quality, quality character from the comic. Nice. Let's fuck him about by not actually having a Mandarin like that, like that, Phil. Great idea. Just, I, th- just... I, I, I wonder the, whether the writers of this movie got sacked. We can't. We so, so. It, I think we, we've. I feel like we've really slated the movie. We've, we've, we went, we went in a deep, dark dive into kind of really hanging on the on the gripes a little bit. Now, I just want to say there were some good moments. But the problem is, is that I thought that Iron Man 3 was far too much like Iron Man 2. And because of the Avengers movie, the stakes of the uh, MCU and the characters that are now in in it were risen dramatically because of an alien threat and because of the aftermath of what New York happened. I think that if we were to have had a, a third Iron Man movie where we would have seen the aftermath of... Um, the the new york situation happening and threading through um a little bit more that would have been better and i don't know whether that's because iron man 3 was written before when the avengers was written and there was a timing thing and they were wondering when they were going to put this out and i don't know but that's what i thought what was dramatically missing Um, yeah yeah. yeah there's definitely been i think with recent phases a much longer planning time yeah. So I don't think we'll ever have this again. I think because Marvel Studios are really planning ahead. Um, so I don't think we. Hopefully, we're never going to quite have a film like this, which feels quite so independent. Even though there are like three mentions of New York and his yeah. anxiety attacks, still feels very, very independent. Um, which doesn't really work, to be quite honest. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, yes. um, would you like me to read some fan fiction? <laughs> yes yes i would <laughs> so we um let's just talk very quickly first about so and the movie finishes uh he says i am iron man brilliant in case we missed that in the last yeah. three films uh and then tony was sharing all of these thoughts with bruce banner so my favorite well one of my favorite in credit scenes i quite like with this film uh is that bruce banner Tony Stark is treating Bruce Banner as a, as a doctor in the sense that he's almost a therapist. Uh, and Bruce Banner has to say, look, I'm not that kind of doctor. Bruce Banner's been asleep during all of this. It gives a reason for um, Tony to be narrating the film. I quite liked it. Um, I found it mildly humorous. Um, Bruce yeah, isn't a therapist and hasn't been listening. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, what the end credits? 
mate, it was just a conversation, wasn't it? It was like Bruce. What was what was quite funny is that uh, Mark Ruffalo was clearly just told just to come to the studio very quickly, just do this uh, end credit scene. Like he wasn't. It, I don't even think he was in character. Um, no, I can't really tell. Uh, but it was I honestly I didn't know there was an end credit sequence until I was like oh I checked to see if there was and there was that was the first time I saw that um, oh, really? did doesn't serve anything doesn't do anything I don't even think Disney Plus acknowledge it as an end credit sequence no usually you can skip it but yeah you couldn't in this one this um, just ended it just yeah. tried to end it already it was almost like Disney went yeah, you've had your yeah. you've had your film, two and a half hour long film. Yeah, we we're get not, it. We're not, not gonna. We're not gonna. Yeah, you can just go. We'll yeah. bow you out now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's in? He's in credits. Just Mark Ruffalo. Be Mark Ruffalo. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't serve anything. You can just go. It's fine. We'll, we'll see you in the next one. It kind of literally what that was, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I like. I liked it. It did give a reason for the narration. So yeah. At least it tied in with the film, but apps, there was no setup for other films. There was no proper debrief from new, uh, from the events of Avengers. Yeah, all very standalone, all very, which is fine if it was a good film. Sadly, by the sound of us today, <laughs> didn't quite go down as as well as others. Uh, right, hit me with a fan fiction. Okay, it's just a really, really tiny little bit, but now I, I, I don't know if I really should. But I'm gonna anyway. Um, now this is a bit of fan fiction that I found from somebody written by Lafayette. Uh, it's called entitled Tony Stark and Bagel. <laughs> and Bagel, okay. And yep. Bagel. Interesting. Yeah. You ready? <clears throat> oh, I. Uh... <laughs> yes. God, it was so tempting, delicious steamy, delicately soft. As soon as the bagel popped out of the toaster, the speed of Pietro and about half, about either half, Tony grabbed it and pressed both halves together. Oh, he said, because it was so clearly too hot for his bare hands to, 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 to hold. He set it down on the plate and his eyes, and he eyed it, and he eyed at it slowly. He looked it up and down and licked his lips. He needed alone time with this beautiful bagel. After locking himself inside of his room, Tony realised that the bagel had cooled down. He took it off the plate, lifted it up and asked if it would like to kiss him. The bagel nodded and whispered, Yes, Tony Stark. That's all I've ever wanted. It was then that Tony kissed its middle tenderly, caressing its curves. He loved this bagel. He loved it with his entire heart and soul, and he wanted to marry it. Maybe take it to Disney for their honeymoon, see all the fake Avengers and all that good shit. Romance at its finest. Say goodbye. 1980s. That's it. Thank you, Lafayette, for that bit of fan fiction. Uh, I had to dig for that. I had to really dig oh, for that. I think she, I think whoever wrote it had to fucking dig for that. I don't know where the bloody earth. 
Where what was going from? through that guy's or person or whoever, whoever, who, yeah, what that was going through their mind, I have no idea. I'm a bit flabbergasted, I'll be honest. I started okay. reading, I kept going on, and I was like, oh, okay, it carries on, oh, mate, it carries on. Oh, <laughs> it goes oh. into more, he, he does stuff to this bagel, I didn't think you could ever do to a bagel, so... Oh. My God! Wow. I, I tell you what, Matt. Can we provide the link when we uh, upload we this uh, podcast, please? I absolutely would like, can. I would like the writer to listen to your uh, very, very descriptive read. It's of, not uh, long, but it's uh, long enough. Oh, that is gorgeous! It's exactly what he said to the bagel. Um, the <laughs> uh, that is. I, I I've got to say, if the writer's listening, the use of the word shit came out of nowhere i mean i was you know i was really fundamentally in the moment and then you you bunged a bit of swearing in there yeah obviously yeah. me and matt never swear so it no would, uh, well I'll, I'll, that, I'll, I'll i'll preface this with the with what happens at the end so he, he does say no i can't tell you what happened next it's too r-rated and if you can't tell the stars so he starred out a lot of what happened at the big at the top so he I, oh, okay. I, I literally can't say what's happened at the top here but uh, he says he was pushing for a solid PG-13, is what he says. How, on what? what? Was... Is this in the story? or is, yeah, it's, is it's, like it's, a... it's, it's like a really small little story, but what he, uh, he describes what happens next. I'm, I'm genuinely not reading that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, come on, mate. I can't, brother. <laughs> I can't. I can't bring myself to it. But if you... if you, I mean, it's all starred out anyway, to be honest. It's all starred out. But... What a way to finish this podcast. Okay, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it, yeah, but I'll say, I'll bleep. I'll say it, but I'll bleep. Say right? it, and then, and then we'll this end. Is gonna we'll be, end this is how we're ending this entire you're, <laughs> We're not going to get what's going to... I don't even know what he's saying, but this is how it goes. Okay, so, yeah, romance, romance at its finest. Say goodbye in 1980s. Tony, beep the bagel and beep the... Beep and beep, beep, and beep to get beep. The bagel said, oh, Tony, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> the beep <laughs> was beep, beep, beep. Oh, you're the god of beep. Trust fund responded, beep, beep, bagel, beep. <laughs> there you go. You made me do it. Don't be a hero know. podcast. Uh, the next episode's... <laughs> Thor, <laughs> Dark World. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see, we'll see you next time. I need a shower. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms for future content. 
and to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.